O King of the nations, the rulers they long for, the cornerstone uniting all people. Come and save us all, whom you formed out of clay. O come, desire of nations, bind in one the hearts of all mankind. Bid thou our sad division cease, and be thyself our King of peace. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel, shall come to thee, O Israel. The next to last antiphon in the O Antiphon series brings us two great images from the history of God's people. Jesus is both a desire and king of the nations. In ancient Israel, under Samuel's leadership, the Israelites desired a king. They desired a king so they could be like the nations surrounding them. But as God reminds Samuel, they have not rejected you, but they have rejected me from being king over them. Israel had a king. They had the greatest king that could ever be. They rejected him who led them out of Egypt. They rejected him who had brought them into the promised land. They had rejected their creator and redeemer. The rift between God and man continued to widen. Through this antiphon, we pray for Jesus to take these divisions away. You would think that with the revelation of the gospel and Jesus' death and resurrection, that divisions would no longer be possible. With the apostles' eyewitness testimony, there shouldn't be any divisions. But St. Paul must have braved the Corinthians because they divided themselves up by which teacher they preferred. Where there should have been solidarity and unity, there were divisions and strife. A king is supposed to bring order and peace to his followers. But for some reason, Jesus doesn't do it. He tells his disciples, Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. Jesus turns everything against his people because his people are in the world, but not of the world. The desired peace and order is not available in this world, not in its entirety. Samuel warned the children of Israel when they asked for a king. Kings don't do as we want them to do. As king, he has power to do what he wants. So Jesus brings about strife and divisions instead of order and peace. But in the very same actions, Jesus unites all who have been baptized into his death. All Christians everywhere are united into the one mystical body of Jesus Christ. Through that unity, Jesus brings the desired order and peace. But his order and peace do not come in this world. Many people throughout history have tried to create that heaven on earth where everything is based upon the Bible, but it never works out. It cannot in this world because this world is filled with sinners. Jesus' order and peace come in the world to come. That's why we confess our faith in the life everlasting and the life of the world to come. In that life, life in the world to come, we will find that blessed peace which we so greatly desire. In that life, swords will be beaten into plowshares, spears will be beaten into pruning hooks, no strife will be known, peace and order will be all that there is. Jesus is the only one who can achieve this blessing. It is only through faith in him that we may have a portion in that great day. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He also says, enter by the narrow gate. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life, and those who find it are few. Few are those who find his peace and order. Few it is who receive him as their king. Few who see his advent with joy and are united with him in heaven to reign. In faith, we who are in Christ will reign with him as kings over the new creation. Our divisions will be gone. There will be no more strife. 
He is the cornerstone who unites everyone through his death. He is the author of your life. He is your Savior. Amen.